0: i'm embarrassed of the situation i feel like everyone looks at me i feel like everyone knows i feel like everyone's seen my videos like statistically i guess a lot of people have
1: hello and welcome to another episode of on the edge with andrew gold today my guest well what happened to my guest is something that i wouldn't wish upon anyone um You'll hear the story, of course, but it's a really sad state of affairs and a reflection of our times and perhaps on the psychopathy of certain individuals. But pictures of her that she didn't even know were being taken, images, moving images, videos and all these things were uploaded to Pornhub and spread across the internet. And Victoria Galley, who is amazing and inspirational, is trying to, well, petition to change certain laws and get justice because it's not just her this is happening to a lot of women um, and it's something we all need to be educated about. So I hope this episode helps. Again, it's a bit of a diversion from the cult and sci- Scientology themes and the, the royals and things, uh, and that will be coming back. There's a big episode with Claire Headley from Scientology coming up soon, but we also have something with Nina Ulk, who was a, uh, uh, a part of a, an abusive Punjabi community um, in the UK, and that's a harrowing story as well coming up very, very soon. So do stick around for all of that. Support the show on patreon.com slash Gold. If you're listening on Apple, please do leave a review. That all helps and helps to get the podcast some big guests. But now you're on the edge of Revenge Porn with Victoria Galley.
0: I'm a paralegal. I've been a paralegal for um, over 17 and a half years with one law firm in uh, downtown Nashville. I have two children, I have a nine-year-old with Down syndrome, I have a 19-year-old that is in college, and I spent most of my adult life married and um, just living that, you know, where come home and the family life. So I lived a very sheltered life before my divorce. Um, so my ex-husband cheated, we uh, ended up getting a divorce, and I began online dating. That's when I met Brandon, and that's when all of this stuff happened. Um, so when I first met Brandon, and uh, we didn't hit it off initially, and it was a few months later that we came back around started talking, um, I knew in the beginning that he seemed less than genuine. He was saying all the things that I wanted to hear. But I guess over time, he wore me down. Um, so in 2018, we started back talking. And from that point, I completely fell for him. He was at my house every day. He was calling me. He was texting me. We were exchanging I love yous. Um, you know, we were basically at that point in an exclusive relationship, and I thought he was my soulmate. Uh, he invited me on a trip to go with him and his coworkers to Las Vegas for a basketball tournament. Um, he worked for Southwest Airlines, so... Um, you know, it seemed like a pretty safe trip to go to Las Vegas with him for a basketball tournament. I agreed to go and, um, you know, things happened on that trip that I can never take back what was done. I, I live with the trauma of it every day um, and it's hard. So um, basically on that trip, I was date raped. I was drugged and assaulted by not only Brandon, um, but by other people that were there and those videos are on Pornhub now. Um, what is happening is Pornhub is allowing people that are not verified as being the people in the video to upload content and claim that it's them. So there was a couple, um, when I initially found these videos and I initially reported them to the police in 2020, they let me know that my videos were being claimed. now. Granted, at the time, these were videos that were named Vicky Lust, and I have always been known as Vicky. Um, so these were under my name. And um, the couple that claimed them, their name is Laura and Lori. I say Brandon in these videos. There's no way that, that they were the people in these videos. There were so many things. My birthmark, um, my entire body, obviously, um, various skin tags. Just, just I've matched up every single thing. But the people doing this, there's editing software. There are ways to Photoshop stuff. Most of the videos don't have a full image of my face. There's a mask over this part. Um, but it was clear it wasn't the people that claimed it.
1: So so this trip must have, you know, been a complete shock compared to everything it was going so wonderfully, I believe Brandon was being nice with your family and stuff like that. You go to Las Vegas, the last thing that any woman or man expects from their partner is that kind of thing to happen to them. Um, do you remember that feeling, I guess, waking up in the morning, because, because we're talking about, um, you know, uh, spiking drinks and things, that's what happened to mm-hmm. you, right?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I can't say with a hundred percent certainty what happened. I can only tell you what I know. And so, what I know is that from the point that we were in the room and we were smoking pot, um, Brandon fixed me a drink and I didn't want it. He insisted that I eat edibles that he had picked out. Um, I did. I started feeling woozy. Um, I left the room. I called my girlfriend. As I walked back to my hotel room and I said, you know, I'm not feeling well. And I actually I got back to my room and I texted Brandon because I had told him I was going to step out and make a phone call because I was embarrassed. I didn't, you know, I didn't know why I was feeling this way. I just, I, I could not handle it. And I didn't want to be embarrassed in front of him and his friends, you know, so I had excused myself to go to my room. I told him I was going to make a phone call, but I texted him. And I said, Hey, I don't feel good. I'm not coming back. And like I said earlier, um, you know, from there, I just, I woke up the next morning with oil all over my butt, um, residue on my fingernails, and a lot of other things that didn't make sense.
1: And how did you start trying to piece the puzzle pieces together? So
0: honestly, the stuff that happened in 2018, it was so traumatic, I didn't. Um, you know, I, I talked to my mom and she knew what that something had happened, but we didn't know what, and we never imagined that Brandon would do this. So... I defended Brandon actually um, with my mom. And so after, his, um, after this other woman commented on Facebook and made it clear that he was not faithful to me, um, our relationship ended and there actually was a point and it, it's so hard for me because I have so much trauma um, and it does affect your memory. But I actually found these videos first in 2018. And when I found them in 2018, and I have emails from Pornhub where several of the videos that were uploaded that were not verified were removed, but they told me they would not remove the ones that were verified, Vicky Lust, um, because someone else was claiming them. So, and the police believed them. The police did not believe me. Um, I, at this, okay, so I guess I should clarify. In 2018, when I found them, I did not report them to the police. I was extremely traumatized. I reported stuff and there was a complete mental breakdown, which, I mean, I have loved ones and family and friends that can tell you what happened. They were there. They saw this horrible breakdown, but nobody knew why. Nobody knew what was going on and the memories were repressed from my mind. I mean, it's one of those things where they say that when something too traumatic happens that you can't process, your brain simply blocks it out. And that's what my brain did. And so I continued to see Brandon in a friends with benefits relationship for another two to three years where more voyeurism and basically nights we had been out drinking. I can't say that I was drugged on those dates. Um, there are a lot of nights that I don't remember. There are, um, you know, but I guess the thing is I sh- there were signs and I should have seen them and so um that's another reason why coming forward and just you know speaking about the things that are happening so that other people if they do see the signs and they don't know what it is they can mm-hmm. you know try to try to get some help
1: 100% i think like you maybe concerned that people might judge you and they shouldn't do and I think this is a a channel where the regular viewers and listeners will know that because we often deal with slightly different things but cults in general and the way that people get into cults and you always get some commenters who are like what an idiot I could never fall into a cult and I always think those are the first people to be that arrogant and that sure and to start commenting it publicly like to show off with capital letters everywhere I just think right you are the first person who would Uh, it's so much more complex than that and I think even More so, perhaps in a relationship a one-on-one relationship because of the the love and all the insecurity and you know you give them the benefit of the doubt yeah and
0: to speak on that i want to point out that brandon's not alone in this brandon there is a group of people in this area and not just in this area in the whole world actually um that are doing this and brandon's not the only person that has ever done it um there were multiple videos and i was targeted by a group of people and it is embarrassing it's mortifying you know you don't want to as a professional of 20 years and a you know a paralegal job I'm a parent I'm I'm all these things and I I worked so hard to build my reputation as that and so now you've got someone who goes through a trauma which happened in 2018 with the Vegas trip initially and from that point so oh, much stuff in my life just started going downhill. I didn't know that I was coping with the things that happened, but I was. And and that's the thing through therapy and my psychiatrist now, I'm able to look back and say, okay, I was self medicating. I was acting out because of this. Um, you know, there were times that I was engaging in casual sex, and I had lost all of my value and worth, and I couldn't understand why. I, I didn't have the memory at that point of everything because it was repressed. Um, but it is something that I was the li- the least likely candidate to fall into something like this. Um, but I did.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things. And you have a lot to be proud of, though, because you speak so eloquently and beautifully about this, so passionately. And you're, you're going to make a change, a real change to a lot of people's lives. So you have a lot to feel good about. And, and I, I also, you know, I speak for everyone when I say, I'm so sorry for what you went through and what happened to you, because you were a victim of this and this person, and, and you're right to point out that there are a lot of people doing these kinds of things, Thank you. is an absolute bastard, absolute bastard <laughs> uh, you know, so so I just can't believe, so in Las Vegas this was a trip mm-hmm. right, just going back to that, he must have had these people what, like in the other rooms next door, did you know any of um,
0: them? You know, there's still pending um, investigations and suits um, related to this, so there are some things that I don't um, necessarily want to put out there yet But I will say that, uh, yes, Brandon and his co-workers assaulted me. Um, There were several men and actually a woman that participated. And um, those videos are on Pornhub now. Um, You know, and that's the thing. If you you look on there, you'll find me. And I'll have a mask on and you won't be able to tell for sure that it's me because some things have been edited. Um, That's you know, the people that are doing this, they're taking people's non-consensual and date rape content and they're editing it and they are it's called the porn edit and re-upload method. And they talk about it on websites where the adult industry people hang out like, excuse my language, gofuckyourself.com and com. They actually have um, forums where adults in the entertainment adult entertainment industry gather, you can buy a verified Pornhub account fraudulently. You can buy non-consensual content. And this porn edit and re-upload method, I mean, basically you think about what Pornhub did, for example. They created an online environment that is completely user-generated. So it's just like YouTube. Everything on their site is uploaded by mostly an individual. Now, there may be some companies that are you know, production companies, things like that, that post stuff. But generally, Pornhub is made up completely of user-generated videos by individuals like you and me. So these videos were allowed to be uploaded illegally without consent, without any verification of ID of who even is even uploading them. So you put all this illegal material out there, you give them a download button so that anybody on the internet can also not only watch your abuse, but download it, download it, edit it, and then claim it as their own and post it to Pornhub and make money off of it. So a lot of people ask me, why, why would I come forward? You know, if, if the videos aren't clear that, you're, that they're you, you know, if it's not your full face, why would you come forward? Um, and especially given the fact that the police didn't believe me in the beginning, it was not easy to come forward. Um, but it is me. It did happen. It's happening to others. And this is a huge problem that needs to be addressed. Um, and so I couldn't live with them continuing to freely profit off of my date rate and abuse. I just couldn't live with that. So I, I chose to stand up and fight.
1: Yeah, too right. Too absolutely right. It, it drives, this, this is infuriating that this even happens. Um, well, I mean, were you, I guess you must have been concerned about, are you familiar with the Streisand effect?
0: Um, not sure what you mean.
1: The Barbara Streisand, when, when, when they talked about in the papers, they put something out about her new house and she didn't want that in the papers. So she sued the papers or something like that. And because of the lawsuit, millions more people saw the house that she didn't want people to, to see. Is that a concern of yours? It
0: used to be a concern because in the beginning, I was embarrassed. I wasn't ready to admit everything I went through. I wasn't ready to admit that I was self medicating with alcohol and drugs. And- that I had lost all of my self-worth, that I was engaging in casual sex with people. I wasn't ready to admit those things. I'm ready now. I'm ready to admit it. There are children that are being abused in this way, and I will not let my kids grow up in a world like this. I will not. I will fight against it. Um, So I know that speaking up is going to make people go and look for those content, and I can't stop them. And if somebody wants to violate me, they're going to but my videos already have hundreds of millions of views and are are some of the top performers on Pornhub. So it's not like I could hide from this. And by them putting... Hundreds of millions? Yes. Laurie, the person in Finland that claimed my videos, he actually works in AI and tech development. And he is very, very smart. He has been harassing me online for years. He said, after I told the police and they wouldn't listen to me, the harassment, rubbing it in my face that no one believed me and that I could do nothing about it. Um, Just yesterday, my phone was hacked and I have the IP address and I looked it up and the IP address is one online that has been reported multiple times for hacking and fraud, uh, brute force attacks, I think it said. There's so much going on online that people don't have the basic understanding. Um, I'd never heard of cloning a phone or hacking a phone. There's so much. And so by putting myself out there, I learned all of this stuff. And I've dealt with this harassment and I screenshot everything. I have probably 50,000 screenshots of this harassing behavior, but it's all through anonymous accounts. I've had people send me uh, (laughs) photos of their genitalia. Uh, My ex a few months ago, the one who made the videos, through an anonymous count, sent me a video of himself masturbating and I tried to get an order of protection. The judge refused to check his genitalia and said there was no way for me to prove that was him.
1: Oh, it's just a continuing waking nightmare. Hey, it's Andrew. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that. Private. What's changed? The internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched or tweeted. Now imagine all of that data being crawled through, collected and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record. Your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about. But in an era where everyone is online, everyone is a public figure. that's expressvpncom com slash heretics go to expressvpn.com slash heretics to learn more i mean so so this i'm just interested because in, we will go on to the lack of action from Pornhub and the lack of action from the authorities and things but just sticking with your personal story after las vegas and everything you continue to sort of friends with benefits um I mean, you must have been wary then that he might do the same thing again. I heard, I've heard you speak about being wary of that. And you know, he asked you to perform sex acts and you were like, well, hang on. You know, How can you trust this? Anyone Yeah, again?
0: so there were a lot of things that happened. Um, I told you I found out in 2018 the first time and it was so traumatic that it was repressed. Um, from that point, it was until August, the 1st of August in 2020, when I found the videos again. And all of these memories that I had been repressing started flooding back. I started having nightmares. Um, I went through a really hard time. And even when the memories started coming back, I couldn't make sense of it at first. I, I sought a psychiatrist. I sought a uh, sexual assault therapist. And I, I reached out to the police. And I, I thought that I would get help, but I didn't get help from them. Um, now my therapist, my psychiatrist, they're great. They have stood by me. Um, I actually am now off of all my medication and managing my PTSD well. So um, I'm in a good place now, but it, it took a long time to get there.
1: Yeah, congratulations. That's no easy feat. Thank you. It's difficult to come back from that, and a lot of people don't. So uh, that is that is. Incredible, and, and, and then to have the strength to speak out about these things. What what was the moment like? Because I still I still feel like maybe some people, particularly, I don't want to sound quite traditional or old fashioned or whatever, but maybe men, a lot of men wouldn't understand what it what it is like to to have this happen to them. You know, what what was it like when you the, the moment that you realized that your material was online?
0: Okay, um, two things. I'll I'll tell you what it felt like, but then I also want to mention that a man did come forward, and I'll tell you about that too. He's ha- He has edited content on Pornhub, too. Um, I'll tell you about that next. But how it felt, uh if you've ever been punched in the stomach by someone, uh, that's kind of, you know, it, it feels like a punch in the stomach, like your life is over. And there, I've never been so broken. Um, I wanted to die. I couldn't take care of myself for many months. I took a leave of absence from work. I moved in with my mom. She had to feed me every meal because I couldn't eat. I had lost about 30-something pounds, and I was wasting away. I did not want to be here. I couldn't take care of my kids. Um, the effects, this has cost me relationships with everybody around me. Um, and I ultimately actually resigned from my paralegal job because of this. Um, I continued for over a year after finding out in 2020. I continued to go to work. And I faced everyone downtown, and I walked down the street, and I looked people in the eyes, and I hold my head up high because if, if they're the ones that are looking at this, they're the ones that should be ashamed, not me. Yeah. Um, and I tried so hard to be happy with that, but I couldn't. I couldn't keep going to work and pretending like my life was okay when it wasn't, um, and I didn't want, when I decided to come forward and tell what happened, I also didn't want my employer who had stood by me through all of this and let me cry in my cubicle for years. Um, I didn't want to punish him and make you know, the law firm's reputation suffer because of what I was going through, so I resigned.
1: How did you even come across the content in the first place? Was it a suspicion?
0: Um, yes, there were a lot of things um, that led me there. There was uh, One person actually messaged me on uh, Facebook Messenger, and it was someone that I didn't know. He started chatting me up and then asked if I had considered his offer to make videos. And I said, what videos? And he disappeared. There were things like that that happened. There were all kinds of signs. And there was also Brandon, our last two encounters, um, pulling his phone out during intercourse. Um, so, yeah, I began to wonder, what What if he did make videos? What if... What if he posted them? So I went online and I looked. And unfortunately I found it.
1: God, that must that's just that moment is just an absolute, absolute nightmare. And yeah, he was getting like the ski masks out and stuff like that, wasn't he? That was pretty suspicious.
0: Yeah. So it was like, I don't know, um, I guess it's like a sex toy type mask. Not a ski mask necessarily. Um it had a hole only here. So just a black mask with a hole only here and so when I first found the videos actually it was so obvious that they were non-consensual I was falling over I could not hold my head up his um like it, it was obvious some of them I wasn't even moving I mentioned that um that I had the oil on my buttocks the next morning after Vegas um that video was on Pornhub under Vicky Lust and um I was asleep the whole video until the end when I start to wake up. That's when it cuts off.
1: Did you ever confront Brandon? What was the, what was it like when you first really confronted yeah, him? Yeah, I
0: confronted him and he denied it all, told me I was crazy, uh, called me bipolar and a bunch of other stuff, which I was really traumatized at the time. Um, but after that, that's when I started getting the harassment. Like uh, when I told the police and he found out they weren't going to do anything, like I have... Pictures where he has followed me and basically they'll say things like checkmate, you know, and just little like he rubs it in my face that he got away with it. And this is I also took a polygraph um, because I wanted them to believe me. I voluntarily took a polygraph and passed that everything I told was 100 percent truthful. I, I look at this situation and it's so frustrating for me because I'm the victim and I haven't been treated that way at any point throughout this. And um, I have no criminal record. I am a great community member, like a contributing member of society, you know. And this man has history of domestic violence. There's history of other criminal things that I've found. Like, he's not a credible person. And he lied. And he continues to lie. And But it's all going to come out because all of this evidence that I've gathered, it's going to be put together. And I will get justice one day.
1: Absolutely. Screw this guy. Is, do you think he might be on the psychopath spectrum or something? Oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> I mean, I can't, uh, I feel like a lot of the stuff I've read online about narcissistic abuse, uh relate to that so much. So I would, you know, I can't say whether someone has a mental condition, but that would be my suspicion.
1: What kinds of things uh, correspond with the narcissism things you've read about?
0: Um, well, oh, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> So there's the love bombing, the trauma bond that they form. Um, you know, they say things to you like Brandon would argue until he's blue in the face about something that's just a blatant lie, you know. And, and there's cognitive dissonance that, they, um, that they, they cause for their victims. And so I experienced mm. so much of that. Um, I think he's a narcissist. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm looking it up now, and I can see a pattern of self-centered, arrogant thinking and behavior, a lack of empathy and consideration for other people, and an excessive need for for admiration. Was there some of that as well?
0: 100,000%. That sounds like him.
1: And he's just getting away with it and gloating in your face. I It just, it, it really is disgusting. It really
0: is. And, you know, like I said, I have faith that this is all going to work out in the end. I know that... Um, Courts are used to further victimize people, and um, you know that's where I'm at right now. Um, Brandon is now using the court and suing me for defamation for speaking out. So, um, so yeah, I can't wait. Uh, can't wait to get everything out in the open. That's all I'll say.
1: Well, You're going to have to go into court then and defend yourself. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, I'll, I will definitely be uh, not only defending myself but probably countersuing. Um, because you know and, and that's the thing I have throughout this process, this horrible thing that's happened, I've met the most amazing people, and there are so many of us survivors that are going through just this. Um, there's a, a lady named Molly that is a good survivor and she's getting sued by her abuser and it's ridiculous that that, it, that the courts even allow this, you know free speech uh, it's international free speech like it's 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 a human right um to be able to talk about these things so um you know you can't prove i'm lying because i'm not
1: they're just they're just their way of sort of attacking by de- defending by attacking isn't it you mentioned there was a man who this happened to as well among the many people this has happened to
0: there is someone that i grew up with um that i had recently reconnected with and i won't say his name or um he has not come public and i don't believe that he intends to but um when he found out what happened to me, he did tell me that this has also happened to him, and um, he has videos also under his first name, not only on Pornhub, but X videos, and the content's edited, um, and that's the problem, is perpetrators are using tools that are available. Um, it's no surprise that there's editing tools. It's no surprise that you can face swap people. We've seen all of this stuff now. When I first came forward in 2020, it wasn't as prevalent and the law enforcement officers didn't understand it. As more people do come forward, I hope that it'll add more credibility and weight to what I say um, because it is happening.
1: And you you took a lawsuit against Pornhub, is that right?
0: Yeah, so um, there are some things I can't really get really deep into right now. But initially, when I found out and I contacted the police and I contacted Pornhub, and they would not take down the content. I was at my wits end because like I said, these were under my name and people knew, um, I could see the comments on the videos and um, I won't get into the people comment cause that's, that's, I could talk all day about that, you know, but-
1: I have heard you talking about, you know, people were just like laughing in the comments, but they, maybe they don't realize.
0: Oh no, they realize. Um, that's the thing, the, the comments on my videos initially, were saying things like, oh, I want to do this to her, send her my way, Um, referring to me in the third person. Now, these are verified videos supposedly claimed by Vicky, but they're not talking to Vicky. They're referring to Vicky in the third person. Um, There was a comment. I'll just go ahead and put it out there. Um, The man that I was married to, his name is Delanor, and he goes by D, D D-E-E. I have a screenshot of a comment on my abuse videos where D, Master D says he's the luckiest husband on the hub. The people in the comments were laughing. They knew people don't want to admit it, but I've seen it and I have the screenshots. Even my husband knew. Now he says this isn't him in the comments, but it's my abuse videos. And he says he's the luckiest husband. I've only had one husband.
1: That's your ex-husband.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and and that's the thing this um. well, I've already said too much. I won't go down that, I won't go down that road. I don't want to. My intent is not to harm or expose anyone for what is going on. My honest intent is just to raise awareness that this is happening. And I have no reason to lie. When you look at my life, where I was at before I met Brandon, I had gone through a divorce. I was living my best life. I, had, I was going to the gym. I had everything going for me. I had been at my job 15 years or so. I'm established. I'm respected. I'm making good money. I own my own home, paid cash for my car. Like, I'm taking care of my kids, and I'm doing the damn thing, you know? And I had everything going for me. I didn't need this. Um, From the time that I met Brandon, and this is why I suspect that he was drugging me on multiple occasions, um, is because I became unable to keep going to the gym. My heart started having problems. I started feeling like I was gonna faint. I was unhealthy and I didn't I didn't understand why because I'd been going, you know, for a year. Like there were so many things that hindsight I can put together and say, okay, this is why this happened, but I couldn't at the time. Um, it's hard.
1: It must make it so hard to trust anyone now because you see all these horrible comments from people. You see, uh the ex-husbands potentially we don't know that it you know it sounds like it could have been him but just for the legal purposes let's say allegedly or we don't know or whatever um how can you trust humans
0: that is a good question um what i i have complex ptsd i have very deep-rooted trust issues now and i don't trust people um it has cost me relationships with people because of that, and I get triggered. And, you know, it's kind of like if you, if you know, uh, you think of a soldier being at, at war and having PTSD from that. It's hard to imagine that someone, you know, being exploited could have PTSD, but I do. It, it literally ruined my life, and when I get triggered, I feel like I'm at war. My hands start shaking uncontrollably. I am a wreck. Um, So a lot of times when I was trying to report the things that were happening, I was also a wreck myself and experiencing PTSD. So you think about the the soldier who's like freaking out and thinks he's at war when he's not. It's the same thing. I felt like I was in a war and um, I couldn't control my own emotions.
1: it, It makes sense, though, because I mean... People I know, particularly women, have to worry about this more often than men, but obviously it happens to men as well, as you, as you point out. But what women I know when, have often said things like, I, I'd rather die than be raped, you know, things like that. And, and if you think uh, of a film like The Shawshank Redemption, uh, it has so many horrible scenes in it. But the one that I think everybody remembers is um, the main character, Andy Dufresne, gets raped by the other men. I mean, it. it- if that's the bit we remember more than, like, you know, even as much as anything in Saving Private Ryan or whatever, you know, then then of course that's how you feel. And and then it makes it all the more infuriating that it's so difficult to get someone like Pornhub to take it down. What? And it, it, there's two things going on here that I was just thinking about. Like either I, the, why they're so difficult. I mean, with this, like either just there are just too many of these issues like too many people must be emailing them saying hey that's that's my image and they can't deal with all of them that's why they're being so stubborn uh and and also because well, what do you think it is
0: yeah that's not been my experience when i emailed Pornhub initially like i said some of them were taken down some of the videos um but the verified ones weren't um they now have i mean i i can send them an email and i can get a response within a day or so you know, it's not that they're overwhelmed with requests. I have argued with them. So, I mean, I have probably hundreds of emails. I have talked to their legal director, uh, who at the time was Chantel uh I, I, I did. I think we were talking earlier and we were getting to me suing them. Um, so back to that, I did. When I was desperate for the content to be removed and it wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't remove it. I did file, pro se, a lawsuit by myself against Pornhub because I was desperate. I wanted this stuff off the Internet. And I thought at that point that I could still savage, salvage what was left of my life. I thought, you know, if I could just get these videos down, I can go to work and continue to be a paralegal and I can forget all this stuff ever happened, you know. And um, so they do have the ability, the um, the manpower to remove the content. And they did after I sued them and served them in Limassol, Cyprus, um, because they claim they can't be served in the United served in the United States, but they can. But they claim they couldn't, so I served them in Cyprus, and um, they did eventually remove the Vicky Lust content. Um, that lawsuit was non-suited, which basically means that you can dismiss a case. You can come back later and file it. Um. So I have full intention on getting my content down. That's what I'll say. Um, Like I said, I can't go into specifics of what the future holds as far as litigation, but I did sue them before, and they did remove the Vicky list, um, but only after a lot of arguing and a lot of fighting with them. Um, So I don't think that. Well, I'll say this: I have changed my opinion on it. When I first came forward and I testified at the Canadian Parliament hearing, I did not believe that Pornhub was evil. I did not believe that the executives were engaging in um, illegal practices. I didn't think that they were knowingly hurting me. I did not believe that. And um, it was after that that I realized they are doing this knowingly. And they the person who set up the account, Vicki Lust, I am certain that he has multiple accounts all across Pornhub. And so for me, how can Pornhub say they're not complicit when they allow these criminals to flourish, when they allow them to post content that is not verified, that is not you have not verified the consent of the actual people in the videos, and Pornhub does not match it up. So it has become clear to me through my own experiences that Pornhub is doing this intentionally. They know, and they are making a lot of money. And um, there's no law necessarily being enforced saying that they have to get consent because consent is not required um, legally here in the U.S. And so I I spend a lot of my time advocating, um, meeting with senators, working with nonprofits, Um, doing things like this podcast just to simply raise awareness and to try to get legislation that will tackle the issue of consent. So there actually is a bill. Um, Senator Lee introduced it last year, and we hope it's going to be introduced again this year, but it's called the Protect Act. And it would require these internet uh, websites to get consent for adult material, verify the age, verify the identity verify the consent of the person. If this law passed, Pornhub would have no choice but to comply. Um, But right now, there's nothing to make them. And they're making a lot of money.
1: It's difficult because I think I'm the, I'm the same as you, actually, where I thought a company is a company. You know, what do they care that, you know, and, and most companies, if you email them like Airbnb or whatever, you'd exp- and say, hey, there was a spider in my or whatever it is, something horrible. You expect them to sort it out. It's just shocking to me that Pornhub wouldn't make that a priority, even if they only care about bad press. If that's the only thing they care about, even then.
0: I but do think that is all they care about is bad press. They don't want um, bad press. but if they really cared, given my situation, given that I testified at the Canadian uh, parliament, given that I have reached out so many times, why would they not help to put this person in jail? Why would they not help for this to stop? There's no reason. And they don't. It's
1: just, it's it's crazy. And I mean, another thing that you mentioned earlier was how, easy it is for people to start hacking phones and things like that so even if people listening to this are now saying oh well you know uh, this wouldn't happen to me i don't know an equivalent of brandon i'm not going to go to las vegas or whatever they might want to say this could happen to anyone on anyone's phone now Uh, i mean what do we have to worry about going forward around technology
0: actually have a girlfriend a survivor girlfriend udos that uh was hacked and that's how her content was stolen and released um as far as hacking, I'm not, I'm not a very tech savvy person, obviously. you so saw how my computer was struggling to even work with us to get us on here. And I bought this podcast stuff just to have to do this, to advocate. Like my first Zoom meeting was parliament. Like I'm not tech savvy, um, but I grew up in gifted classes when I was in school and I'm very smart and I can learn anything. So when all this happened, I put myself in this environment and I learned and I've continued to learn. And I'm about three years into learning stuff now. Um, What happened recently with the phone led me to learn how you can clone a phone. Um, So basically, if someone has your IMEI number out of your phone, they have your SIM card number. um, There are ways that they can get it even by sending you, you know, links for you to click on. There's there's a lot of stuff. But Um, What happened to me is I had went on the Internet and my browser actually gave me a warning and said, we're receiving multiple requests from you. Um, You know, I don't remember the exact verbiage, but I thought, what? Multiple requests? Like, what is this? So they kept wanting me to complete a reCAPTCHA, you know, where you check the box and pick the images that match. And so I was like, well, why are they doing this? And they said they wanted to verify that I was a human. And I thought, well, that's strange. But I started paying attention and at the bottom, it said, here's your IP address. The IP address was in New York. And so I'm not in New York, I'm in Tennessee. So I went and I looked up that IP address and that IP address has been reported hundreds of times and is listed on a a website as being a um, a fraudulent IP address known for brute force attacks and hacking. So brute force attack being taking over your system. Um, I have had, when all this in the beginning, I had a lot of stuff go missing out of my phone, a lot of screenshots from 2018. And I can't say whether Brandon got in my phone and deleted them when he was around or whether it was by hacking. I have a lot of suspicions, um, but I do have, you know, I have the screenshots where that happened yesterday and I have the IP address, but it's a, uh, it's a VPN so good luck finding out. And that's that's one of the things, one of the videos that I had reported that was removed. I asked the police, I said, you know, if you're saying that these are verified, why can't you look at the video that wasn't verified and just skip the evidence for that? And so they did. They went and asked for the evidence and it was uploaded from an IP address that didn't exist. It was fraudulent. It was some company in um, not, I don't even remember. It's it, these people are smart. And they know what they're doing. There are ways to spoof IT addresses. There are ways to do this anonymous. And the guy, Laurie in Finland, he works in AI and tech and and software development. Technology is his, like, thing.
1: It's so complicated. And there's often this... Debate online about anonymity because people want to be able to be anonymous on Twitter, and it's usually people who've got uh, a public a- account. Or so- well, for, like me, I get annoyed by that because I get shouted at and people say horrible things to me, uh, and they've got an anonymous username. And I'm sure if I saw them in real life, they'd be polite and very nice. Uh, and I think it lets it allows people to get away with all sorts of things. And that's like one of the biggest debates at the moment on the internet because the other side is, hey, I should be able to go online without anyone being able to track me and know what I'm looking at and things like that. But it's It's a lot more complicated than that because the fact that these people are allowed to be anonymous, it's invading and and impinging upon your anonymity anonymity and your privacy.
0: I do agree in the right to privacy very much for that. But when it comes to pornographic material and these websites that are allowing users to upload content, and that's, I mean, Pornhub isn't, you know, they're making all of their money off of other people, off these users uploading it. So they have to set up something there. There can't be anonymous. You know, you can't be anonymous while you're uploading videos of people. Um, you know, that's there should be limit. You can be anonymous to a certain extent. Um, I do agree with that, but not in this area. And if you're if you're bullying and doing all those things, it just. I don't know what the answer is. That's a tough one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't think there is a, a right or a wrong answer really with it. I mean, a lot of the social media platforms tried to give like people ticks if they were famous or, or whatever. And then people were annoyed by that because they said, oh, it creates like an upper and a low. I don't know why they couldn't just verify everyone. I know that that might take more manpower or whatever, but it's as you said, like a lot of the case, a lot of the time it's not to do with that. Like Pornhub weren't not taking your videos down because of a lack of manpower or anything like that. They just didn't want to, uh, and they were getting rich off it. I mean, you're talking about hundreds of millions of views. Is that is that sort of normal on that channel? Was that was that like a leading video?
0: Well, the Vicky Lust videos that were up originally had eight million. Um, the ones that are up now, they are multiple accounts. Under multiple different names and, you know, you got to realize that Brandon made these videos over like a three year period with me. Um, so we had intercourse a lot of times over three years, you know, so there are hundreds of videos. Um, I can't answer.
1: There's hidden cameras and things.
0: Yes. Yeah. uh, Most of the content is voyeurism. It's hidden cameras that I didn't know I was being recorded. Um. And that's why, you know, some of them, I guess, appear consensual, some of them, because, you know, it's just a recording of someone that doesn't know they're being recorded. Of course, they're going to act natural and they're not, you know, passed out on the bed. So it's so hard. It is so hard. This The environment online um, with the anonymous and the porn, it, it's a nightmare.
1: Do you think you can get Brandon put in prison?
0: I don't think that I'll ever get criminal justice, but I do I do anticipate getting civil justice and I do anticipate getting these videos down one day because I will never shut up. I will not sit by and let these people continue to profit off of my date rape and abuse. I won't.
1: Absolutely right. How has it affected uh, your children, for example?
0: Oh, that's tough. Um, That has been the saddest part of all of this. Um, Before this, I was a big advocate for down syndrome and things related with my daughter I've always been present with my son. Um, it really damaged our relationship because when this happened and I started going through that period where I was hating myself and self sabotaging, um, my son and me had a lot of problems and he actually even took a break and went and stayed with his dad for a little while. Um, because it was just, it was too hard on our relationship and it took a lot of working to get that back to where it needed to be. Me and my son are great now. Um, We're very, very close. We live together and he's, you know, well, he's in college, but he he does come back, you know, and stay with her when he's not at college. But, um, you know, it hurt my children deeply because their mom wasn't there. And even now, like my son is away at college most of the time, but my daughter's here. She's nine. She needs me. I spend a lot of my days in bed crying. Um, It's hard for me to go into public places with her, like at her school, because I'm embarrassed of the situation. And I feel like everyone looks at me. I feel like everyone knows. I feel like everyone's seen my videos. Like Statistically, I guess a lot of people have, but um, it costs me. It, it keeps me from being able to be the mother that my children deserve, and the mother that I was. It does.
1: I think there's there's, there's two things I'd say to that. And firstly, there is a cognitive bias you know, that we always think that people are looking mm-hmm. at us. Every human does it. We all, we, I'm just trying to uh, just, just to look at another side of this and that's not to negate how awful the situation is at all. Uh, but just, just something I hope you can take forward is that, you know, you always think, oh, they can see I've got like a stain on my shirt, for example, I've got this or that. And they, they found, they've done studies on it. Like no one's looking at you or whoever, whichever person. They're just absolutely not. The other thing is internet statistics can be really, really misleading because you get these millions and millions. And I think people made these mistakes. I was reading an article just last night actually about cancel culture because um, they think we're coming away from cancel culture because cancel culture was this big thing like 10, 15 years ago because companies panicked because they saw such big numbers on Twitter who were getting angry about something that their employee had done. And so they just panicked and fired the employee. And they're starting to realize that those numbers on Twitter and things that they don't actually mean very much. They're like 1% of people. So I feel very confident in saying when you walk into cafes and things like the vast majority of people are not looking at you. Ninety-nine percent of them have never even heard of or didn't know and the one percent who do probably sympathize very much with you.
0: Well I hope that's true, but it's hard to um it's hard to actually feel that way.
1: It is. Yeah, of course. Of course. But that's that's the reality of it. I guarantee that like ninety nine percent of my audience, probably more, uh probably all of I don't I imagine none of my audience has ever seen any of your those videos that were put online, I, I actually I almost guarantee that. I, well, I can't. What, what do I know? But I, that's the that's the thing with stats. That's they they seem so big and 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 that, and I, I want you to be able to walk with your head held high because that's how you speak and that's how you hold now, yourself. I
0: worked really really hard to try to convince myself that this does not define me. That we all have a past, and uh, then nobody will remember what you did forever, anyways. <laughs> So, you know, in, uh, in 10 or 15 years, when Pornhub has been held accountable, when all of these people who are uploading edited content online and cyber harassing the victims, all of this is going to come out and one day I will be validated. Look how long it took for other abusers in history to be held accountable. Uh, taking 10 or even 20 years is not uncommon. So... I'm here for the fight and I'm going to keep holding my head up as best as I can, um, even if I have to fake it until I make it.
1: That's what defines you that you're going to bring these people down.
0: I'm going to bring them down one way or another.
1: Absolutely. How can people help? Where would you like to people who are listening to go and, and check out websites and things?
0: Yeah, so I did um, I created a website just because I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> um, and I've got a lot of information on there. Um, one of my survivor friends, Caitlin, is also a, a survivor of image-based sexual abuse. She had a non-consensual videos put out also. And um, people like this, uh, people like me, we have resigned. We've, we're, we we are don't have a livelihood anymore. You know, um, um, I was lucky because I had put in so much time building my life that I had savings to fall back on. I had equity in my home. I had you know, my car was paid off. I've I've still been able to live, and I'm okay. But Caitlin and people um, that maybe weren't as lucky didn't have that to fall back on. People who have lost their income, people who um, I mean, it's hard to describe what people go through. But if you want to help, the way to do so is to a help Caitlin. She needs some help right now. If anybody is in a position to donate, that would be great. She does need help. Um, also, just you know, just being aware is already helping um, by sharing the content. Uh, a lot of uh, nonprofits like uh, the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, um, I could I could name off a lot of them, but they work with survivors and they create ways for us to be involved in trying to get the law changed and advocating and making real change. So I would say support survivors, um, share our stories and support the nonprofits that are leading the way in changing this Um, because we're gonna get some new legislation and this is going to be, one day this will be something in the past that we just talk about.
1: Thank you, Victoria Galley, for coming on the show. Guys, please do support her. Her links are in the description of this uh, podcast. Um, And and she needs, you know, help and support. She's an inspirational person, I think, who is setting about raising awareness and changing certain uh, uh, laws and uh, attitudes around revenge porn. Big episodes are coming up, as I always say. We've got Nina Ulk talking about her Punjabi abusive family. And... Claire Headley, who was very, very high up in the Scientology stuff, and she was actually um, a, a, an expert witness in the Danny Masterson rape trial that just came up. Danny Masterson being the actor from that 70s show. So big episodes, as I always say. Thank you guys for sticking around. Make sure to sign up on patreon.com slash andrewgold to get um, the, the free, the ads free episodes, and also saturday extra episodes which often come from my youtube or they're just live streams and things which are a little bit different a little bit interesting a lot of people i think go to patreon just to support this podcast and i do appreciate it very very much and as i was saying before if you're listening to this on apple do leave a review have a lovely week everybody
0: sick of being upsold at gyms my guy